All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and yet another chance to get our acts together. Today is June 30th, 2022 and week 178. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about worship and I won't prolong it any longer. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Before we get started, we always, at least I try to start with a prayer. Uh, so we will do that um, uh, per usual. Gracious Lord, thank you for this blessed opportunity. Lord, we thank you for being an awesome God, a God who cares about us, um, a God who is is reached uh, with our infirmities, with our weaknesses, with our problems. Lord, you you are concerned about our issues. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for uh, just being a genuine God, a God who's real, a God who's upfront, a God who uh, doesn't play with us. You don't pretend with us. You um, you're so authentic. And so, Lord, help us to be more like you every day of our lives. Help us to um, see the truth and not only see the truth, but accept the truth. Help us to live the truth. Help us to walk by the truth. Help us to walk in your word every day of our lives. Lord, help us to not uh, trust in our own understanding, but always trusting in your understanding and in your word so lord we're praying that no matter what happens to us continually remind us that there is still a reason to have joy in the midst in the midst of every storm every trial and every tribulation so lord we're praying all of these blessings in your holy name jesus amen amen so tonight or today, whatever we're calling this, uh, we are going to speak on the topic of worship. Uh, worship is something uh, we typically just think about singing. Uh, we think about clapping our hands. Uh, we think about standing up. We think about uh, doing a dance in church. You know, that's what we think about when we think of worship. Um, and those are true statements. Those are true um, um, examples of worship. They are not the only examples of worship. But I wanted to look at this tonight because something we have going on in the world is that many people, uh, a, a great majority of people, are okay with some form of worship. Some form of worship. It might not, everybody might not be singing, but there is some form of worship that we are okay with. However, when it comes to serving, we're not willing to do that. So we're going to look at that tonight. And again, we're going to come from Mark 7 and verse 6. I don't know if I said it for the first time. So we are going to come from Mark 7 and verse 6. Um, so let's see what that says. And right before I start reading, we do have a comment. David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope everyone is doing great and having a blessed day in the Lord. And yes, we are. Praise the Lord to you too as well, David. And thank you so much for tuning in. Praise the Lord. Um, so um, picking up the reading at Mark chapter seven and verse six, he answered and said unto them, well, hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honoreth me with their lips but their heart is far from me. Jesus says something here. He called people hypocrites because we're willing to worship, but we're not willing to serve. They're two different things, and we're going to get more and more into that uh, as we progress by the grace of God. So he said, this people honoreth me with their lips. There are a lot of people. We have to be careful to not be deceived because someone worships God. We think they're serving God. We think they are doing the will of God all because they worship God. 
He said, this people honoreth me with their lips. They're worshiping. They're saying, praise ye the name of the Lord. They're saying, oh, taste and see. Somebody can give a testimony. Somebody has a testimony of how God saved them, how God brought them through this. He brought them through that. That's good. But that's only worship. That's only praise and worship. A lot of times people call it praise and worship service. That's good, but that's only worship. So Jesus said, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Read that next part for us, man. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doc- doctrines the commandments of men. In vain do they worship me, according to Jesus. You can worship God all for nothing. I don't want you to be be deceived by this because someone is worshiping God. I've seen people uh, sing a song. Person has a beautiful voice. They say, wow, that person is so anointed. And they just, (laughs) they really believe this person is following God. No, this person is worshiping God. That's what they're doing. But even though you worship, you can still be a hypocrite. This is what Jesus said here. He said, these people are hypocrites. Their heart is far from me. In vain. When something is in vain, it's all for nothing. I want you to read that one again for us, Melvin. Verse 7. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Even though we're worshiping. It can be all for nothing. You know, this is the condition that people found themselves in Matthew chapter 7. They said, Lord, Lord, haven't we did all these wonderful works in your name? We've been worshiping you our whole lives. How are we not saved? Because in vain you have worshiped. I don't want you to get caught up with only worshiping. Worshiping is good. Giving a testimony, telling someone what God did for you, that is good. God wants you to do that. Bible tells us they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So we need to share our testimony. But if that's all we're doing is worshiping God, see, going to church on Sunday and we're not learning anything, we are worshiping God. Going, saying, I was in Bible study. Don't know what we talked about. We've worshiped God. I was in Bible study. I, I have no clue what they discussed. You've worshiped God and did a poor job at it too. So he said, how be it in vain do they worship me? I don't want you to be deceived because a lot of people are worshiping in church, at home, everywhere they go. Somebody's riding around with uh, in God we trust tag on their car. Worship. Worship. A Jesus sticker on their car. Worship. That is worship. But are we willing to serve Now, that's two different things. Jesus, if you don't believe what I'm telling you, believe what Jesus tells you. He's going to break that down. So here he said the prophet Isaiah, he really did. He prophesied correctly about you hypocrites, people who are willing to worship but are not willing to serve. You know, it's far easier to worship and say, hey, I believe in God. That's nothing but worship. It's it's easy to do that opposed to actually living the life that God said live because that involves some actual work. You know, we don't want to do any work. We want life to be as easy as possible. We don't want to have to get up out of our bed and we feel the same way when we come to Christ. 
So we'd rather just worship and leave it there. We'd rather sing, play the keyboard, play the drums, do our dance, give a testimony, and that's it. But when it comes time to live according to the scriptures, we become hypocrites. So Jesus said, look, Isaiah spoke about you guys. In vain, you're worshiping for nothing. I don't want you to spend your whole life in church worshiping for nothing. Spending all of our money, all of our time, and it's all in vain. That's the reason I wanted to discuss this. Pick up verse um, 8 for us, Mel. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do. Now, he named a specific tradition that they were keeping here. But we're keeping so many traditions even today. And by keeping those traditions, we lay aside what God said. You know, <laughs> glory be to God. Even on today, I see uh, or I heard, I didn't see it. I heard people, uh, God, God asked me, he, he, he said, well, Tony, uh, no, he told me rather. He said, Tony, you need a drink. I said, well, yeah. Give me a bottle of water then. I already knew where he was headed with this. He was trying to be funny. He said, no, nah, I think you need another drink, like some tequila. I said, you know, I don't play. I don't play about that type of stuff. I don't play with God. And they began to talk about getting drunk. But, you know, these are the same people that say, I believe in God. These are worshipers. These are worshipers, people that say, I go to church on Sunday, worshipers, but we're keeping the traditions of the world. It's the 4th of July coming up, uh, Monday, I believe. They say, yeah, man, I'm going to have to get drunk for that. See, I'm going to wake up and drink early. They're worshipers. Keeping the traditions of the world, but God's commandments. He told us not to get drunk. The scripture now, not Tony, the scripture declares that all drunkards are going to have their part in the lake of fire. No drunkards are going to enter into heaven. People who continually get drunk, that's what a drunkard is. A drunkard is not the homeless person we think about on the side of the road that's drinking. Drunkards mean a person continually gets drunk. So, if you are doing this and still thinking you're going to be saved, Jesus said, in vain are you worshiping me because you're holding to the traditions of the world opposed to God's traditions, opposed to God's laws. So we're going to read this one more time because I want to show you something else that Jesus himself said. So go back up one more time for me to verse six. He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You know, our job is to be learning how Christ thought. See, he thought about every situation a certain way. We see Christ on the cross as they mocked him, talked about him, did everything against, spoke everything against him, slapped him, caused him to bleed. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know, if I don't have that approach, and it's hard if you look at a lot of situations where someone has wronged you or your family. But if I don't look at them and say, Father, forgive them, help them, Lord, bless them to change. You know, my heart 
is far from God. That's how he thought about things. I have to move beyond worshiping and start serving God. We're going to get to it. Read for us, please, Melvin. How be it in vain do they worship me? See, people think today everything you give to God, he's going to take it. That's what a lot of people think. Well, everything you do toward God, he's going to accept it. It's not so. A lot of things throughout scripture, God rejected. We've seen Cain and Abel offer up sacrifices. They were trying to worship God and serve God. They offered sacrifices unto God. He did not accept Cain's sacrifice. Everything we do toward God is not acceptable. So he said, in vain, they're worshiping me. I don't want you to worship God all your life, all for nothing. There's pe- we're, we're looking at people all around the world in so many churches, and we see them worshiping, and we're thinking, they got to be saved. Not so. The scripture says plainly, you can worship God in vain. So we're going to move over. But before I do that, well, I'll come back here. I'll come back to the place. Let's run over to the book of Luke chapter four. Luke chapter four and verse five, because Jesus is going to bring up, he's going to bring up this same topic, worshiping and serving. Now we know about worship, but we don't quite know much about serving. So let's pick up verse five here. And quickly, um, Casey has a comment. He just says, praise the Lord, my brothers. Praise the Lord to you, Casey. Thank you for tuning in. Praise um, So Luke chapter four and verse five, mm-hmm. and the devil taking him up into an high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil now, this is right after Jesus has fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, took him up to a high mountain and showed him, showed him a wonderful sight. Look good. Uh-huh. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I will give it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and to whomever I will, I give it. Mm-hmm. If thou therefore would worship me, all shall be thine. If you would just worship me, this is the deal that the devil is attempting to make with Jesus. He's at the negotiating table. He said, look, look at all these things. It looks incredible out here in the world. He showed him a vision of image of the world. The same image that we see when we look at all the nice buildings, the skyscrapers, the mansions, uh, the pools, the lakes, the ocean, the islands. He's showing him this type of scenery. He said, I'll give it to you. If you just worship me, read for us, man. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, Mm -hmm. for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, I want you to notice that worship, the scripture declared, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. You You know, you can worship so many things in this life. People go to the basketball game, and I did it now. Worship the basketball player. They shoot a three, man, we're jumping off, (laughs) jumping up out the seat, clapping our hands. Let's go. Oh, man, that's good. Worship. You go to the football game, worship. Go to the concert, worship. We can worship our teacher. We go and brag on our teacher. We're doing nothing but worshiping. And that's not wrong. 
it's okay to worship. It's okay to cheer and praise on someone. That is okay. Jesus said plainly, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. He didn't say you can only worship God, but he said you only serve God though. See, there's a difference. There is a difference. So the devil tried to derail Jesus, tried to get him off track. That's what he has did to us. He has caused us to not only worship him, but he's also caused us to serve him. The scripture tells us in another place, you cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve both God and the devil. Some people try to make this out to be a lie. They say, I can still go to church on Sunday and still do every wrong thing God said not to do every other day of the week. And we become people of God. We become deceived by this because someone worships God. We start to think they actually are saved. We start to think I can live just like them. They're saved and they're doing wrong. They're saved and they're doing this. No, they are worshipers, but in vain are they worshiping. You can only serve one master. In one place, the scripture said, choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. You have to make a choice. You cannot be double-minded and live a double life. A lot of church people do this. We go to church on Sunday morning and worship our hearts out. And the rest of the day, we're serving the devil. But again, Jesus told us, he said, in vain do they worship me. It is written, worship the Lord thy God and him only. He's the only one you should be serving. So I want to make sure we're on the right track. I have to tell you the tough things, uh, the stuff that doesn't get you fired up, the stuff that doesn't make you shout for joy. See, people want you to come to church and they beg you to stand up. They're begging you. Look, clap your hands, everybody. Let's worship him. Oh, lift up your hands in the air. Stand up on your feet. Do a cartwheel. They're begging you to worship. And even if you do, it won't mean anything if you are not serving. It won't mean a single thing. Jesus said, hypocrites, well did the prophet Isaiah. He wrote about you. You can go to church and clap your hand and sing like an angel. You can dance. You can, you can put on the best program and still be a server of the devil. So Jesus, he got down to bed. He said, you hypocrites, you're worshiping in vain. I don't want anything I do in this life to be for nothing. I want God to look at my life and be pleased with it. I want it to be acceptable. Pick up the book of Romans for me, please. Romans chapter 12, verse one. I want my service. I want my serving of God to be acceptable to him. See, God will not accept anything you offer him just because you pray and worship. That doesn't mean God accepts even what you pray. You know, people pray for some foolish things. You have people praying. I'm, people do this. God's going to bless me with two or three women. I'm going to have two or three wives. I believe God's going to. God isn't going to bless you with that. The devil might bless you with that, but God isn't. See, God is not going to accept that form of worship because we're not serving him if that's what we're doing. People will deceive you. Pick up verse uh, one here. And again, oh, we have another comment um, from Sandra. She says, good evening and good evening to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
uh, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. I beg you. He's begging. Go ahead, Mel. By the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We owe our service to God. We're worshipers now. We are good at worshiping. But when are we going to start serving him? When are we going to start being truthful? Not being high-minded, thinking we're better than others. When are we going to serve him in caring for one another, loving one another as our own selves? You know, that's a lot. To love someone, love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, that's some love. We have not yet come up to it, and we're not even trying to get there. We said, man, they better get it for themselves. I work for mine, they better work for theirs. <laughs> but we won't treat our own child that way. See, it's time for us to move beyond worshiping God and actually start serving him. Paul said, I'm begging you. Present your bodies a sacrifice. You need to serve him. It, you know, it doesn't take much of a sacrifice for somebody to worship God. It doesn't take much of a sacrifice. It's not that hard for someone to come in and clap their hands a little. It's not that hard. It is not that hard. But it's hard for somebody to serve him. God telling me to love my enemies. No, that's, that's a battle. That is a battle for me to forgive people who have did wrong. That is something we have to work towards. To forgive. You know, it, we find it hard to forgive people. Especially somebody who has really did some wrong. Yeah, it's easy to forgive somebody because they made a mistake and bumped into you. Yeah, that's easy. But we're talking about real forgiveness. They killed Jesus. Even while they're killing him, he said, Father, forgive them. Could we forgive somebody if they were killing us? If they were killing our family and friends? If they even attempted to kill and were unsuccessful? Can we forgive them? See, that's a hard situation there. Jesus talked in one place about the true worshipers. See, that's what he's looking for. There's, there's a lot of worshipers but not all of them are true because a lot of us are not serving him. We're only worshiping. We're only proclaiming the name of the Lord. We'll put up a picture on our wall, put up a cross on the wall, put a cross in the yard, but not be a true server of God. So he says here, he's begging us, to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. God doesn't want a dead sacrifice. He doesn't want you to get right when you die. <laughs> he doesn't want you to get right on your deathbed, I'll be honest with you. He wants you to get right right now while you have an opportunity. So Jesus, back where we started, we came from the book of Luke and we came from the book of Mark. Jesus said, in vain, do they worship me? I don't want you to worship God all for nothing because you're going to look back at judgment and say, Lord, I did all of that. That's exactly what happened in Matthew 7. They said, we prophesied in thy name. We worshiped you. We did many wonderful works, but it was all in vain. So verse two for us. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want you to know God is not accepting anything. He's not going to accept any and everything. He's looking for a true worshiper. You know, the Bible tells us people, people think that because they say they believe that that's enough. 
That is only worship. That's all that is. Because you use your mouth and said, I believe that's nothing but worship. The Bible tells us in the book of James, he said, thou believest that there is one God, the devils believe also, and they tremble. The devils, even in scripture, have worshiped God. This book, this is book. Devil were in a man, he was possessed. And they came to Jesus. They said, Jesus, thou son of God, son of day. He said, what do I have to do with you? Are you coming to torment us before the time? Man fell on his knees. Devils worshiped in the scripture. But the difference is the devil will worship God, but he will not. He will not serve God. He will not serve God. So you have a choice to make today. Will you serve God? Yeah, we can worship God. A lot of people worship him. But will you serve him? It's a battle to serve God. It is a battle. There are some things we just don't want to do. Repentance comes to my mind. First thing that comes to mind. We don't like to repent. But that is the sign of a person who's trying to serve God. Getting themselves straight. Saying, yes, I messed up. I should not have did that. But now they're trying to get right. That is a true worshiper. So this is what we're talking about tonight. Worship is good. I'm not trying to tell you worship is not. But clearly, God wants more than worship. I want to go show you another thing, which I really don't have to go there. Uh, maybe I won't go there. Let's go back where we started at uh, in the book of Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, and we started at verse 5 here. Well, let's go to 6. Let's go back to 6. He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. We've said it time and time again. Regardless of what you decide to do, the scriptures are already written and you will fulfill one side or the other. Th this book, the scriptures cannot be broken. His word will not come back to him void. His word will stand and last forever. So Jesus here tells them, now, he's talking directly to people. He's talking directly to us. Because I've been here just as many other people have. I've been a worshiper of God, but I was not serving him. I've been here. So he says, this people, they're honoring me with their lips. They're singing to me. They're testifying to me. They're talking about my goodness. But when it comes time to actually live the life I told them, they're far from me. They say, yeah, but you know how many times I've talked to people about God and, we, and, and, and a lot of people, you can't even talk to them about God. But when it comes time to believe in what God said believe in, they say, yeah, but see, this is what I think. Your heart is far from him. You are a worshiper. You worship him, but you have not the spirit and you don't have the truth. Worship. I don't want you to worship God all your life in vain. You know, if you're going to do that, you're better off just saying, forget God altogether. The scripture itself Jesus himself said he, he, he wishes that we would be hot or cold. He doesn't want you trying to straddle the fence, being in the middle. 
lukewarm. He said he'll spew us out of his out of his mouth. He'll get rid of us because we're a lukewarm Christian. God does not like hypocrites. He doesn't like people pretending. There are people that pretend to live right when you're around. But once you're not there, they're a totally different person. God sees this. I tell people all the time, you don't have to pretend anything for me. I'm not the one you should be hiding from. But I guess I'm the only one you can hide from because you cannot hide from God. Let us not only worship God, let us serve him. Jesus told Satan, worship the Lord thou God and him only. Him only shalt thou serve. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about tonight. Serve God only. See, serving is about our works. It's about your actions. We better go. We better go to the book of James. Let's pick up the book of James chapter three here. James chapter three, and let's pick up, let's pick up verse nine, because I I want you to see serving, it has to come with action. See, our mouth does the talking. Our mouth does the talking, but we have to act on what we talk about. Read for us, Melvin, in verse nine. Therewith, bless we God, <clears throat> excuse me, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. You see this? Someone is living a double life. He said, we are blessing God. We're blessing God the Father. But we're also turning around and cursing everyone else. Isn't this what people in the church do? You know, there are people that go to church that see a person do something wrong. And instead of saying, Father, help them to get saved, they say, Father, I hope they rot in hell. I hope they perish. I hope someone kills them. Is this not? what a lot of people are doing and saying these are worshipers claiming their belief in God but turning around and cursing one another. Read for us, Melvin. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. Hypocrites. That's what Jesus called us. He said we are hypocrite in vain. In vain. All for nothing. Are we worshiping him? Because on one hand, we're blessing. We're saying, God, I thank you. On the other hand, we're saying, man, I hope this person dies. I hope something horrible happens to them. Wishing evil on people out of the same mouth. This is what people who are not true worshipers do. Read for us, Melvin. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Now that's plain. We shouldn't be doing it. In vain are we worshiping God. Saying, Lord, we bless your holy name in this place today. And turn around and leave there and catch road rage. And we hope the person runs off the road. We have to learn to repent. We have to learn, Lord, help me to be better. That's the people God is looking for. He's not looking for someone who does wrong and then pretends and hides behind the wrong. You know, there's a lot of people that will say wrong things and do wrong things, but never are they willing to confess that they're wrong. They still, still try to hide behind the wrongness. They say, yeah, well, but, but this, but that, but accept that you're wrong so you can serve God. 
You cannot, you cannot serve God if you never accept that you're wrong. You cannot serve God if you don't accept that you're wrong. So he says, my brethren, these things ought not so to be. Shouldn't be this way. So we're going. We're going to go back to chapter two now. We got a little bit more time here. We're going to go back to chapter two. Verse 18 for me, Melvin. James chapter two, verse 18. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith. Man may use his mouth and worship. He said, man, I, I believe in God. I have faith. Uh-huh. And I have works. Mm-hmm. Show me thy faith without thy works. Let me see you have faith if you don't have works. It's impossible. It's impossible. If you have faith, your works should testify that you have faith. Jesus told them, he said, look, if you believe me not for my words, he said, believe me for my very works. My works testify of me. Your actions are going to speak volumes about who you actually are as a person. Read for us, Mel. And I will show thee my faith by my works. James said, I'll show you I have faith by the life I live. I'm going to serve God. I'm not just going to go around and do a lot of talking. I'm going to actually serve him as well. Read for us. Thou believest that there is one God. Don't let someone fool you just because you said with your mouth you believe. That's all you have to do. He said, thou believest that there is one God. Uh huh. Thou doest well. He said, good job. Good job. That's good. You should believe there's one God. You should believe in Jesus Christ. You should believe Jesus died on the cross. Good job. But there's more to it. Read for us, man. The devils also believe and tremble. What's the difference? The devils believe in God, too. What's the difference? The devils worship God too. What is the difference? See, somebody has to set themselves apart and serve God. The devil will not follow God's instruction. And neither are we, sadly. We're worshiping him now. Somebody said, I lift my hands in the sanctuary. <laughs> I lift my hands to give him the glory. That's so good. But when are you going to serve him? When are you going to live the life that he's called you to live? He said, the devils believe also. Read that next one for us. Same words that Jesus used, the word vain. We read it earlier. Jesus said the same thing. None of these scriptures contradict each other. None. Read that one for us, man. But wilt thou know? Oh, vain man, that faith without works is dead. He said, look, the life that you're living is all in vain. All because you're nothing but a worshiper. You're doing nothing but talking. You're not actually living what God told you to live. You're not going to escape. God will not allow you to escape. You can fool Tony. And sometimes God won't allow you to fool me. But even if you do, you will not escape God. So he said, oh, vain man, don't you know? You're worshiping and not serving as dead. It's unprofitable. It is unprofitable. I don't want you to be fooled because somebody is so good at playing the drums. Somebody is such a good motivational speaker. They, we said, wow, that man preached that message. Yeah, but does he serve God or is he only a worshiper? Is he living the life that God said live? There's a difference. We're about to wrap it up. Let's, let's finish this up, man. 
Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? It was not enough for Abraham because sometimes we need some examples. He said, Abraham had to actually offer up his son, Isaac. He could not just say, look, God, I believe you, I trust you, and left it at that. He could not do it. He had he had to actually put in the work. He had to act on what he believed. This is what Jesus tried to get us to see. If you say you love God, let's act like it. Let's live like it. We have to live this life. God, it, people are deceiving us every day. It's so sad for me to see this. People are deceiving us every day. We're thinking that we're actually saved and God is going to tell us we did it in vain. Let's go back to where we started, Melvin. Back to the book of Mark chapter seven. Mark chapter seven. Um, oh Lord, Mark chapter seven here um, and verse six. He answered and said unto them, well hath his eyes prophesied of you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Mm -hmm. Howbeit in vain do they worship me. You know, sometimes a man will tell a woman, he, he said, look, I love you. But you know, he will go right out. Cheat, lie, steal, do everything to tear her down. His heart is far away from her. With his mouth, he said, look, I love you. I care so much about you. But his heart, you can see exactly where someone's heart is because you'll see what they do. See, we've got to mature in Christ. We have to stop just following what people say. Start looking at what people do. That'll tell you what they really believe. That'll tell you what they believe. So Jesus here said, with their lips, they're testifying. They're talking about the goodness of God. They're talking about how they love God. But deep down in their heart, it's not there. They're not acting on it. Read that next one for us, man. Howbeit in vain do they worship me. I don't want you to worship God in vain. I don't want you to live all of these years going to church, going to Bible study, praying, fasting, all in vain. I don't want you to do that. You have to become a true worshiper. Let's change the way we think. If, you, if someone tells you something, you need to be checking it out in the scripture. You have to be willing to change your belief for what God says, just because you believed otherwise. Initially, you have to be willing to change to what God says. It is God's word that is final. My word means nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. Nothing I say coming from me matters. It matters what God says. So if I follow my own rules, in vain am I worshiping him. If you follow your own rules, in vain are you worshiping him. Because that's all you're doing. You're not serving him. So in my closing remarks, let's serve God and him only. Him only shall we serve. And we'll be saved. But God doesn't want you living a double life. So many church people are living double lives. We are conformed exactly to this world. Everything about it. If somebody looked at you, you know, somebody ought to be able to look at us and tell we're saved. Somebody ought to be able to look at you. Somebody ought to be able to say, you know, I've never seen so-and-so do this. They never did that. They must be saved. They must be a Christian. They must be a follower of God. People can't even look at us today and tell because we act just like the world. 
I seen <laughs> I see people uh, talk about Christian rappers look just like the world. Music sounds just like the world. If I listen to the Christian rap, I might as well listen to Drake. I might as well listen to Future and all these other guys that I used to listen to because it sounds the exact same. The rap video the man got, <laughs> he acting the same way on his video that the world acts on theirs. It's the same. We have been conformed to this world all while saying, I'm a follower of God. In vain are you worshiping him. I don't want you to get in trouble with God. I'm trying to tell you now. You can say, Tony, you crazy. You can say whatever you wish. I'm okay with it. But in vain are you worshiping him if you're doing these things. At this time, I will turn it back into the hands of Melvin. God bless you guys. And continue to seek him. It's worth it. Definitely. Uh, we do have a few um, comments. Cynthia says, praise the Lord. Sister Rosie also says, praise the Lord. We have Lorenzo that looks like the praising hands emojis. So um, thank you for that, too, as well as everybody else um, that commented. And even if you haven't commented, just thank you for watching and listening on the pod podcast as well. We appreciate every single one of you guys. But um, there is so much that can be said on this topic. But even then, I'm still not going to add much. I'm just um, we definitely a lot of churches, um, <laughs> they'll talk down on you. If you're not standing up, clapping, not standing up, worshiping. And, you know, some of them even try to force you to do it. I've seen videos where they have you, like, come pray, and then, you know, you have your hands up. And then they try to push you back and make you fall. They'll say this, fall back, fall back. And all the jumping and all the shouting and all the clapping. But, and nothing is wrong with that. But I'm reminded of a verse, and it says, bodily exercise profiteth little. It profiteth, it profits some, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not enough. But doing all this stuff, it is definitely good. But we also have to make sure that we're serving. Um, that we Tony brought it up earlier. The scripture does say we can't serve two masters, yet we try to do that all the time. We always try to bring world, worldly things into the church, and we try to put that tagline gospel or godly on it, thinking that God is going to accept it. But it's not the case because we see in Matthew chapter 7, these people are saying, God, we've done so many things in your name, prophesied, we've casted out devils. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he says... <laughs> Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. I mean, just because we put that tag, oh, this is Jesus or gospel on it. You know, I've heard of somebody had a, had an album that said, let the trap say amen. I used to listen to him. Trying to put the tagline God on it. I'm reminded of a scripture, Isaiah chapter four, verse one, and it says, and in that day, seven women shall take hold of one man, saying that we will eat our own bread. We will wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. The seven women are the churches. And the one man, of course, is Jesus. They're saying we will eat our own bread which is they're, they're just saying we're going to believe what we want to believe. We're going to follow our own doctrine, except the one that you have laid out for us. Especially in the book of Acts, the doctrine of the apostles. But we don't want to follow that doctrine. We want to eat our own bread. We want to do what we want to do. The next part of the verse says we're going to wear our own apparel. God has a dress code. Like Tony said, somebody should be able to look at you and tell. But we don't want to wear these things because it's not cool, because everybody else is not doing it. We should want to stand out. We had a message a long time ago that says, you are special. He calls us a royal priesthood. 
the chosen generation. But we want to fit in. We want to look like everybody else. We want to look like the world because it's cool. We care about everybody's opinion except for God's. But that's the only one that we should care about. Um, I saw a video a while ago of this guy saying he smoked, he drank, and he did all of these things, almost passed out, had to have his stomach pumped. And he's saying, but he made it through. And he, and he was just thanking God, and he kept thanking God. And he added, yeah, I thank God because he woke me up the next day so I can do it all over again tomorrow. This is how we do. We can't serve two masters. And, and when it comes to worship, we need to serve. Stewing what God says. The mother of Jesus said, whatever he says among you, whatever he says to you, do it. But we don't want to do it. But that's all I have to add. Let me see if we have any more comments. I'll say one other thing on that before we get out of here. You know, I, I thought about uh, King David and I love the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. And I look at his life. Not only did he worship, he served God. He, he was not afraid to worship God. He loved the music. He loved the praising. The clapping of his hands, the stomping of his feet. Somebody today said, I dance as David danced. We say that as, as, as a result of his life. But he went even further than that because I love to praise God too. I love to worship him. But also he served God. He repented of his wrongs. And he lived the life that God told him. He made mistakes now. Remember, they did not have the Holy Ghost. He did make mistakes, but even without the Holy Ghost, he still came around and repented. He still came around and said, Lord, created me a clean heart, renewed me a right spirit. He still had that testimony. So I thank God for a true worshiper like that, someone who's willing to not only worship him in spirit and in truth, but even serve him as well. So I just thought of that. I wanted to add it in uh, right there as we wrapped it up. But back in your hands, Melvin. Right. And another thing um, about David, I bring it up so many times. Um, we look at somebody who isn't even trying to live right, yet everything seems to be going right for them. And like I say, I bring it up so much, but um, it's in the book of Psalms. I believe it's chapter 70 or chapter 71. I'm not sure. But he says he almost slipped because he was looking at the prosperity of the wicked. Because that's what that's what we do. Uh, we try to live godly, and then this thing seems to happen, this thing seems to happen, that same thing seems to go wrong. And yet we look at the atheists over there. They, they live in their best life, as we like to say. So we can't allow our foot to slip. It, it definitely gets hard sometimes. But I believe that is all um, Cynthia says, chapter 73. I'm guessing that's in, uh, in Psalms. So thank you. Thank you for that, because um, I know it was somewhere around there but thank you. Uh, we don't have any more comments, so we thank each and every single one of you guys for tuning in. Uh, David, Casey, Sandra, Cynthia, Sister Rosie, and Lorenzo, thank you guys for commenting and for even the people that didn't comment, even the people that just watch or listen on the podcast later. We greatly appreciate you guys. So as my weekly reminder to you, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight. Excuse me, coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. And thanks once again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you.
As mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.